The Belvedere is well known in particular for having the biggest and the, or the largest collection of Klimt paintings. And although we had big losses, we restituted quite a few. Um, but the Belvedere is much more. It's Austrian history. And we are the museum for Austrian art in international context, but how did it start? We are, oh, I have to go back. We are, um, we have had this great person, Prince Eugene von Savoyen in Austria. He is Italian by birth, um, raised on the court of Louis XIV, and then started to work for our Austrian emperors. And he became famous because he defeated the Turks, to put it down. And he was a great connoisseur and was a big collector, and um, built these wonderful palaces. Um, he first built, you saw from Christian, the inner, the, the ring, the, uh, the winter palace, and then uh, in the outskirts, as we're just outside of the ring, the Belvedere. You see he engaged, and we are very happy about that, Salomon Klein, and so we have of each room and of the whole big, uh, all the castles, uh, this wonderful uh, prince. So you see it nowadays, a bit more crowded, everything here, that was all, that's the city. Here's right, the ring, that's the Palais, uh, that's the Palais Schwarzenberg, as so we are right in the center, here the lower, here the upper. So, first he built the lower Belvedere, it's done by uh, Lucas von Hildebrand from 1712-1715, which is interesting, it's a, a, a base, it's, it's very much influenced by the French style, it's long, yeah, it's the first palace um, who's looking like this. Here's uh, the outside view, uh, and that's how it's looked inside. It was typically French with a main entrance hall. You can see this again, main entrance hall. So the left side here, you have the salle à manger, so like in the French court, because it was raised at the French court. <laughs> These are the rooms, very nicely decorated. And here the big marble hall. Here the big marble hall we saw in the entrance, of course, uh, with the apotheose Prince Eugene. And he was very, very famous at the time. And this little room was too small to accept all these people to see him. So he started to build the upper Belvedere, uh, a little bit bigger. You see the view from the south, which is the actual entrance. And the front, the garden view, I thought I'd show a winter. That's winter with us, yes, that you can see it. Of course, a little bit bigger, and it was mainly really done for uh, as parties, receptions, uh, and Baroque time. Yeah. Here you see again, and very important uh, to this whole thing, for the whole um, setup, is of course the garden. You see this one, he engaged a French architect to do this, his garden. Here you see the famous Belotto view, as a still the view which uh, from the upper Belvedere to the lower Belvedere, here the lower Belvedere, here the orangerie, and next to it on the left-hand side is actually the Palais Schwarzenberg, and here's St. Stephen Cathedral. And just behind here, that was the center, so at the time, of course, we were in the outskirts. Here you have another view, you see it again. 
It's really a magnificent, and if you think, it's exactly three minutes or five minutes uh, from St. Stephen Cathedral, and here, about here is the secession. So, big cascades. They still, we had, did just a renovation for over 8 million euros to renovate all the cascades, all the fountains. They're all working like in the old days. Here you see them. Yeah, and that's how uh, Printer, he was a big collector. He had fantastic collections. Uh, and you have to see, he was ringing, uh, he was doing his battles at the same time, engaging the architects and in having, seeing art dealers as a, a wonderful, uh, um, full. So the upper and the lower Belvedere were full of the wonderful art. Here you see the famed Bildersaal. And here, that's the big marble gallery in the upper level, where he could not finally receive all the people and had enough space. Okay, then poor Prince Eugen died, and he didn't leave a last will. And the last emperor he served was Charles VI. And um, Charles VI decided that he, this beautiful person, his niece, uh, Victoria von Savoyen, Prince again hated her. He put her in the cloisters when she was a girl, but he, she jumped out of the cloister, <laughs> took the last will, and sold everything off before she took a husband 20 years younger like her. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but it's also sad. Anyhow, this charming lady sold everything. Yeah, and then um, uh, the following was happening that Empress Maria Theresia uh, decided in 55 to buy the Belvedere. It's actually only then named Belvedere, not before, before it was just a summer residence. And she did something great. She decided to put up the imperial collections in the Belvedere uh, together with her son, which was fulfilled in, um, in 1871. So we are the oldest museum. Uh, the third oldest in the world. And you have to also understand, so uh, we uh, show you here, that's the lower Belvedere, the marble sal, the antique collection uh, in the 19th century. So that all that went when the Kunsthistorische Museum was built in the Kunsthistorische Museum. Here you see in our grotesque sal of the lower Belvedere, <laughs> the collection, which is now most of it in the Kunsthistorische Museum. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, parallel, as so a bit later, obviously, uh, you, uh, Christian was telling you about that already. Um, there was this, the secession was built in 1897, um, and the, the Viennese artist just said, we need a museum, we want a place where we can exhibit our, um, our art. And uh, in the following years, the secessionist uh, group belonged, I mean, they were really important people, not only Klimt, Kolomoser, Hoffmann, Karl Moll, um, uh, became the most sustainable supporters and protagonists for, uh, to founding a modern gallery. And here we see a plan, actually, of Otto Wagner, for a plan of a um, modern gallery, modern museum, um, um, which, of course, 
never was done. The secession, and as well as other artist associations, for example, the Hagenbund, um, uh, but also many others abroad, were the signs of an upraise of a new artistic self-concept in all over Europe. The, a, the main issue was to question and to overcome given standards as well as the narrow boundaries between the different artist disciplines regarding the relation between art and society. Artists such as the secessionists saw their task not only in their, uh, in their artistic being, but also in uh, their responsibility towards society. Here you see a wonderful portrait of um, Kokoschka from Karl Moll. Um, and he was the mastermind in this, um, in this effort. The circumstances were also the reason why these artists were such strong opinion leaders in the process of founding a moderne galerie, a modern gallery, to make contemporary art open to the public. Given that around 1900, a realization of a building for a modern gallery was still far out of sight and covered by a lot of different opinions and bureaucratic structures, the decessionists demand a temporary accommodation of artworks the secession already bought or got donated so far for such an institution. I show you here some example what they at the time had already bought or given to, uh, to a to be a modern gallery to be. Um, before, but finally, in 19, so they had um, this wonderful Segantini, the evil mothers, one of the masterpieces of Segantini or the Vincent van Gogh's uh, beautiful landscape, uh, one of his last landscapes, in fact. And um, you also, it, it also reflects what I think is so interesting, what the we can see in the exhibition, um, all these artists invited uh, artists which were influential to, them, to themselves. Anyhow, in 1902, after long discussions, um, um, they decided to, to, to found a modern gallery, the Moderne Galerie. Um, uh, before that, they even had, um, were thinking about other possibilities, where to house it, such as the former atelier of Hans Macker. That was one of the ideas where they would put a, a, a temporary modern gallery. And finally, um, they decided to do it in the lower Belvedere. Uh, what's also interesting, and in fact, is that the museum, Minister of Culture and we're still talking about monarchy, and you saw the pictures of Christian before that, uh, started in buying really contemporary artist, art in 1851 and stored them in the Academy of, um, of the Fine Arts. Anyhow, um, here's another very nice example what they bought, Claude Monet, the cook, but also Axel uh, Garden Gardeners, The Spring, a masterwork. 
Yeah, also the compromise was found. And in 1903, the Moderne Galerie, the modern gallery, was opened in the Lower Belvedere. Here you can see pictures. Doesn't look so much different than 100, a couple of years before <laughs> when the pieces of the um, um, Kunsthistorische Museum, now Kunsthistorische Museum, in there. As you see the, in the Lower Belvedere, that this is the, uh, the beautiful Klinger which we have got in the Marble Gallery. Um, and here, yeah, that's the grotesque Saal in the Lower Belvedere. Or uh, in one of the galleries, you see the enfilade, um, how they were put up. And you can imagine, of course, that the art critics and the people were not at all happy uh, with this decision, how it was put up. Uh, but um, out of this collection, we had from the very, which the ministry collected, where 87 objects were, give, were given. And of course, uh, they still, the artists bought themselves out of the session things which they gave to their, to their modern gallery. Yeah, and um, in 1908, I mentioned that already before, was um, Gustav Klimt and Josef Hoffmann made this very important um, exhibition, the Kunstschau, and um, Klimt was, of course, the darling of the, of the new society, of the avant-garde, but uh, he, he was very famous, but also a very much, um, how to say, um, I mean, he was also a very a big problem, particularly for the government. For instance, she got, he got a contract uh, to paint um, um, the, the faculty for the University of Vienna, big paintings, and that caused an outcast, a big, big, big scandal, uh, and he was, you know, he was very expensive. I mean, his painted costed, costed really a lot of, lot of money. And um, actually the paintings, he even, at the end of the day, the paintings were never hung up. And he even, he was so upset about them, how he was treated about the scandal that he even gave the money back to the government. So here is a view of uh, the 1908 uh, Kunstschau of the, his room where he put up his favorite paintings, his, what he the, uh, thought are the jewels. And um, yeah, you see uh, the Fritzer here, the, which he, um, here is the Fritzer. And that's the Danae, it's a private collection. And here our kiss, and one has, I mean, it's quite amazing. And I think, and we believe uh, that the government, as a, at the time, Franz Josef, yeah, where you just saw, what he actually liked, allowed to buy this kuss uh, immediately. So it's one of the uh, one of the earliest acquisitions of for the for the Neue, for the modern gallery, and it costed a fortune. It costed at the time where do I have it? Twenty five thousand crowns, which is some was at the time something like. 800,000 euros, also a lot of money, you have to imagine. Um, we did actually a show and tried to reconstruct uh, this room 
um, which we did not quite succeed because two paintings burned, but um, we were, it was not so bad. So, hopla. Here, yeah, that's the other side of the, um, of the, of the room and um, in this famous Kunstschau. Yeah, then uh, we had our, one of our first directors um, was, um, so was um, what is he called, Dr. Friedrich Dörnhöfer. Uh, but very soon after that, um, in 1912, the Moderne Galerie was, was turned officially into the Staatsgallery. Um, and uh, we got a new director, which is uh, called Franz Martin Habertitzel. And he was very important to the gallery because he laid the ground for all, all our, for our great Chile collection. Here you see a portrait where he holds, in fact, the sunflowers, which are in the exhibition. Um, he was very close with Chile, and he laid the stock uh, for our really very, very important collection of um, Chile paintings. Here, this beautiful portrait of Edith Chile, just to tell you how close at the time the director was. Uh, actually, uh, this, um, the, the skirt of Edith, and when you are in front of the, was striped. And Harbert Titzel, unfortunately, talked uh, Chile in, he should make it gray, a pity. In Amsterdam, uh, in the Van Haag Museum, they, they have the other version, the striped one. Uh, I wish. He, they would not have done it, but that's how it is. Yeah, um, then in uh, 19, so after the war, in 1929, um, I showed you this uh, adapted building, the Orangerie. The Neue Galerie was um, placed in, from, out from the lower Belvedere into the Orangerie. And here you can see a setup, how it looked uh, at that time, and we see already um, the, some pieces, old glints, some which we don't have anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, we have um, a very, very, um, we have still 24, 24 uh, climped paintings. Um, uh, one of our jewels is, of course, uh, the Judith from 1901 with an original frame of uh, Klimt's brother. Also Sonja Knirps, which is an earlier painting, beautiful portrait, still more traditional, but where you see him raising. And we also have this little, you see this red book, all the women fall in love who was sitting, uh, as a, who got their patriot, portrait done. And this little, you see this little red booklet, uh, that was given from Klimt to uh, Sonja uh, Knips. And it's a book with uh, drawings. And we have it in our collection, actually. Yeah, um, 
we, um, the Belvedere then had, we started, uh, we, as I said, we are not only the, we're the National Gallery, our collections go from Middle Age to today, and then it was enlarged in, in, uh, in the 20s, uh, a lot of Baroque paintings came from other museums uh, to our, um, to, the, to the Belvedere, which then was named Österreichische Galerie. It's still named Österreichische Gallery, Austrian Gallery, Belvedere, uh, we cut it now down to Belvedere. Um, when I came, um, the collections of the, of the Baroque were housed in the lower Belvedere, the Middle Age collection, the Orangerie, and um, the main part, so the 19th century, turn of the century, in the upper Belvedere. I changed that. I put the Orangerie back uh, uh, to an exhibition place, so, as it was, more or less, in, in, in the early days. And you can see just a recent show of Egon Schiller portraits and self-portraits, and it's the place where, do, where we do our special exhibitions. Um, that's the Orangerie in 1903, just <laughs> uh, how it looked at the time when it was found, also with some nice sculptures. The Rodin and the Mayol. Yeah, the garden, now it looks like that, the same garden, with a view to the Upper Valley there. We do a lot of intervention with Austrian contemporary art. This, this is something with uh, Franz West. You know, he just got the Golden Lion in the Biennale. He's one of our uh, famous sculptures, and it looks really beautiful, this Baroque, <laughs> in this beautiful Kammergarten, private garden. And all the gardens are like in original state, which is really beautiful. It's also a Gesamtkunstwerk in a way. Yeah, we re just restored the big marble staircase with the World Monument, in the, also in the original state. And um, the big Sala Terrena, where we also have, uh, in fact, right now an installation of Franz West. Um, Lucas von Hildebrandt is, of course, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Baroque architect. And this hall, which opens to the garden, was at, at when he planned it, was one piece. And then, a couple of years later, it broke down. Boom. So he had to pour, uh, fill in this Atlantan, <laughs> the thing, yeah. Yeah, um, we have now, we have in the upper Belvedere, we have our collections from the Middle Age till today. Um, you see we just have a total new setup and uh, the whole gallery still uh, recently didn't have the proper climate control. We have it now, it's all climate controlled, but we are very strict as it's such a baroque jewel. You have, you are not allowed to dig a hole into the uh, wall, so it was very complicated. Anyhow, so the baroque is now in the bel etage and um, I think it looks quite nice. Uh, we have, of course, the famous, the biggest collection of Messerschmitt, this great artist, is also in a new, uh, in the upper Belvedere. Yeah, but also we are looking in the future, and on the 15th of November, we are going to open the Zwanziger House, the museum for our contemporary collection. It's a very important building from 58, which was done for the Expo in Brussels. Um, and uh, won there the gold medal of Karl Schwanzer. 
And this was then transferred to behind the Belvedere. It's just behind the Belvedere. And um, uh, there in 61 opened our Museum of Modern Art. So it was now abandoned. We restored it now for 36 million and enlarged it. And this will reopen in autumn. Maybe just at the end, because I've been very fast, right? Um, um, but this, we had very painful restitutions. Um, 12 paintings, which we had to restitute. Um, uh, the lady with the feather boa. And of course, um, the Adele, both you saw the Adele too in the setup, of the early setup. Uh, now in, you can see her as our ambassadress in the Neue Galerie in New York, where she's very nicely presented. Um, the Adele Blochbauer went to the private collection. So that was it. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us here. I want to thank you and congratulate you to this wonderful show and wish you all a lot of success. And come and see us in Vienna. <laughs>